Welcome, everybody, to the 13th episode of Real Justice. John, Alex, how's it going? Alex, I love that shirt you got on. Good afternoon. Somebody gave me this shirt. I thought, thought so. And a bunch so of others as well. Pretty too, right? blue. Pretty boy blue, I guess. I like the pants. The pants were bright blue. I mean, I have like a blueberry today. Shaped like a blueberry, too. What was the girl's <laughs> name in a Willy Wonka? Um, oh, the blueberry girl? Oh, uh, yeah. Was what was Violet? It? I don't remember. I think so. she turned into a blueberry yeah, and they had and, to and roll her out for the squeezing. Right, right, that right. was fun. I didn't see the second one. Did you see it with Johnny? No, Depp? I did. I just the original. No, Could it have been no, as yeah. dark as the first one? I mean, that was pretty. There was moments, but it was you know, I, my favorite scene is where um, and I this I want my I recommended my, to my daughter to watch. I liked when the the guy got Augustus got stuck in that thing when he was drinking the um, chocolate river mm-hmm. and he mm. got in that pipe and they popped up. That, I, I thought that. I was, was always just, freaked out. Remember when Gene Wilder goes wild on the grandpa? Yeah, that 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 oh, freaked yeah. me out because he was. Like he, the whole movie, he's that movie was yeah. so crazy. joyful, and then yeah. all of a sudden he turns. Yes. Yeah, he was a he was perceived as a multi-dimensional, multi-personality. Gene Wilder, yeah, he was, in, in, was in he in the month of Frankenstein? Yeah, he, he was good in that. Uh, right. He was good. People in that. say they love it. I don't think that. Shelley Long, I, I love yeah. it. I love that it. was a good movie. Here's and um, Marty Ter- Feldman, Terry Gar, Marty Feldman, and Cloris Leachman. No, I'm sorry, I thought Terry Gar. Oh, Terry Gar, she was great. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that movie, I, I don't think it holds up. Oh, bull. Come on. The, um, Black and white. Is that did Mel Ro- Brooks, right? Mel yeah. Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Did Roland Dahl, was that he write that, Rob? I have no idea. Willy Wonka. Oh, oh, oh. Ronald. Ronald. Ron, yeah, Ronald Ron Dahl. Dahl. He's got, there's a, there, there's a show now on Netflix that's like that. looks good. It's like a 30-minute show. Just a one-episode thing. Quick hitter. Uh, Ronald Dahl. The Ronald Dahl reference. We delete that. We delete that. <laughs> <laughs> D-A-H-L. But I just yeah. saw it looks good. I want to see it. Yeah. What, would you would uh, you think Blazing Saddles is better than uh, Young My Frankenstein? My father loves Blazing Saddles. Another but I saw it as a kid. I didn't think it was that funny. Really? I don't think it's that funny now. Oh I, don't think Mel, I don't think Mel Brooks is funny. I, I can't believe it. I mean, it. I, I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's good. Did was, you ever watch Get Smart? Because he wrote that. I liked that as a kid. I yes, probably liked. It. I never laughed at it. I probably no. That was good. I yeah. liked it as a kid. I well, mean, here's the thing. It was an entertaining show. As a child, you liked it. There were adults that watched it at the same time, and it had a clever humor over and above, mm-hmm. sort of like The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, there's clever stuff over and above that the children didn't understand. Oh yeah, I agree. Pee Wee was like that. Yeah. I think that's how the Looney Tunes are, too. They're funny now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, yeah. Well, you, you miss so much as a kid. There's yeah. all kinds of... And, and we talked about Batman in RJ-12. Same kind of thing. There was clever adult mm-hmm. humor that the kids wouldn't get. But yeah, the, 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 yeah, the Simpsons. Was, yeah, was how about the welcome committee we got when we walked in here? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, there were four or five people just waiting just for us, funny. knowing that we were... Um, this is our recording, recording today. They, were all, they just wanted to see us. Right. They wanted to see uh, the faces behind Raw Justice. Yeah, they know. Yeah. John, I have a, um, I have a, uh, an existential question for you here. Sure. Um, Alex I'm good at this. Alex, I'm good at this. Alex I can't keeps, spell that, but I'm good at this. <laughs> Alex keeps pushing me to, um, to see if Cesare can get us on video, and I, I'm, I think I'm against video. You know what I would say? Hey, look, we always go back to it. It's all about our listeners. Let's, get it, let's let them take I mean, a vote. I mean, listen, we have to be with the times. We have, if we get the videos, then 
We'll get somebody to splice them up, and we'll go on TikTok. And who's that going to be? Mm-hmm. We'll get um, neighbor's kid. Okay. <laughs> Is he going to be right? able to find time in his I, studies at Duke to be no, able to No, he doesn't do it. He's, he's just with the basketball team, yeah. just exploring different things yeah. down, different avenues Maybe down Coach there. K will become a, a, a but we get, listener. But um, neighbor's son will do that, and then we'll just – he'll put it on TikTok, and we'll get some TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know about it. Are you on it, John? No. Are you on it, Rob? No. But no, that's how we get the clips and we'll put on the Instagrams. And mm-hmm. We have the cameras right here. By the way, Instagram. But, people love Instagram. I mean, they. I mean, we're. Put, I'm putting stories uh, out. People all Instagram or the Raw Justice? Instagram? Raw Justice Instagram. I mean. Well, I know you put the May Pang. You're really photo. busy with that, Rob. We, I appreciate that. Thank you yeah. for I doing put the that. Did you see the picture I sent of him and his client this past week? No. I think I sent I it to you. I don't have Instagram. No, I sent you a screenshot. I'll have to look at yeah, it. Yeah, Singleton was there. He took a picture of it. And the baby and yeah. everything. Mm. Yeah. I and I, that. I, that was a nice moment. Oh, you know what? I don't. I, I, it's a story. So I think I sent it to you. I, oh. I sent you the uh, screenshot. Yeah, she was very nice. She was happy. We had a good result in the morning in, in Towson Circuit Court. What was that case about? That was some sort of bail review situation. For um, gun case, uh-huh. and gun it, case. it turned out okay. And for we her, just handled right. the case well. We had a sympath. We had not a sympathetic. We had a judge who was who was interested, um, good state's attorney. We were able to get the person out on, out on bail. She looked happy. That was the mother. She was very happy. Yeah, she was very he, happy. He did a good service. Thank you. I know. Yeah, he's a nice kid. You know, he's, he's he wants to be a veterinarian. He does. Uh huh. And he's the guy you got off from the gun charge. He said, well, he's just charged with it now. It's an accident. I don't want to talk about it too much. It was, I don't want to talk about it too much. I'm going to withdraw my comments. Please withdraw those comments. But yeah, we, we'll splice. We'll, we'll I'll let you know what we'll happens. Splice that out of the Draw Justice podcast. I'll let you know what happens in the future. See if, the, if we were all, we had the video, then we yeah. could have this. We'd have your shirt, your Mosey Moto shirt. Mosey Moto. Moto. Travis what Matthew. Is, what is that? Oh, what's that? Oh, really? Travis? Travis Matthew. I got to write that down. Yeah. We'd have the pants. We'd have this John's got a striped shirt on. John's got and a good be, looking shirt on. They'd today. be the like quick hitters. They'd be, you know, and would post them up. Yeah. So, yeah. We can do that. Right. Mr. Chesare, he's busy. He's probably at the volleyball game. No, they're not doing the game today. So oh, they're not? I'm sure he's home. Get the he's, right here. He's probably working on his new RV. Oh, he's got an RV. Yeah. But take a picture of that for Instagram. Yeah. See? Yeah, we, yeah. What about if we took a tour of it? That'd be in the video of that. That would be fun. <laughs> I would enjoy that. I've never been on an RV, I don't yeah. think. Really? Mm-mm. Not on a road trip or anything? Not a, not you have never been to like an RV not, show not, or something? No, I've never been. At the, I've never, at the fairgrounds? That's a good thing to do in the wintertime. Yeah, it is. They have the RV show and, and the, the boat show. And the boat show, show right that. next to it, yeah. They used to have the car show. Remember that? They would have celebrities show up at the car show. You know who they got There's at car shows a lot? We're WWF guys. Are they, they were always now? there, yeah. They're having a um, WWF wrestling thing around Christmas time. I think December 26th at the Civic Center. Right? There's a guy I went to high school with. He's, he runs the Philadelphia um, Auto Show. Really? That's mm. his full-time job. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's his entire job. And I could figure. I could probably do that after this Bull Rose thing. You know, getting some planning experience with that. Well, I, I'm excited to, uh, to go to the Bull Rose that you're running, Alex. Uh, <laughs> Because I know you've been talking about these things for a couple of years. Um, <laughs> I want to see how the changes turn out. I just want to thank Ms. Tilly for all her work and the members of the committee. And she's got the surgery coming up. We're thinking about it. I have another existential question. Um, Jason. It really bothers me. Should, should bull roasts have non-alcoholic beer? <laughs> they should have non-alcoholic options. Okay. You don't need non-alcoholic so beer. So you're talking about like soda, yeah. tea, yeah, sure. iced tea. Lemonade. Yeah, they, of course you need non-alcoholic options. You know, I don't think John drinks. He's going to come to the bull roast. That's a good point. What would you like to drink at the bull roast? Water or lemonade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think lemonade's yeah. a good idea. I tea, lemonade. lemonade. And you don't always want soda. And a, a nice sweet tea. 
That's good. Kind of thing for Delegate Ruff to come That's in good. and enjoy that. You know? <laughs> That's what he likes? Look, whatever they I, like. You know, you got to have But I don't, I don't know if we need – there were suggestions that might bring it – Non-alcoholic beer. I don't know if we need that. Well, what about the person who who doesn't, feels who, who who wants to belong, and and doesn't want people to know that they don't listen, like to drink I, alcohol, and then doesn't you know, matter. They're non-alcoholic, so they they fit in. It's like but going it's, to a party as a teenager. My, look, my cousin, he doesn't drink anymore, and he does drink just socially the non-alcoholic beer because mm-hmm. he likes the yeah, taste of beer. Right, exactly. I don't like the taste of beer. Okay. Okay. But, but those people that that want to, I want to talk, a few years ago we had a party at our house. And I walked into the kitchen, and there was a man there who was 50-some years old, and he had a bottle of water, and he was pouring it into a beer bottle. Oh, that's... And yeah. just because he didn't want to... He wanted people right. thinking he was drinking beer. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that is. You know? And if, if people are doing it for that reason, that's just foolish. You think that's ridiculous? I might have to confront him about that. I've never had the nerve to do that. Really? That's what Raw Justice does. Yeah, Raw Justice does things like... But, yeah, I, I, I mean... I don't know. If you, I think if you want to bring non-alcoholic, if you want non-alcoholic beer, just bring it. Bring a 12-pack yeah. of it or okay. something. All right. Well, we can figure that one out. <laughs> right. I'm just um, worried about them. How about them? How about them O's? How about them O's? I mean. This is, this is great. My, my only concern now is that with the structure of the playoffs, as I understand it, there's going to be a little bit of a layoff. Yeah, so week. I, I hope they still at least get work in this weekend. Yeah, and I, I like the race thing where let's shut everybody down the week before, and then we have a buy, and they come out and they come out a little flat. I hope that they somehow manage that in a good way. Yeah, um, that's a long break. That would be the All Star because in the middle of the season, I guess that would be yeah. a, a three day break. Mm-hmm. Right? This is double that plus another day. Yeah. So right. I, I just hope they don't come out flat. So that's a real concern? I, for me? Yeah, me too. Yeah, for me it is. I'll, you guys are the worst on that. I don't know. Um, but then they're going to say where the pitching can get up. You want to be sharp. Yeah. You know, just like in the NFL, the, 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 it's come to the effect now where the wild card teams have a good shot to go all the way because the momentum is building. Yeah. You don't want to take where you are now, which is, which is great, a hot team, and have them cool off just by a break. That's my opinion. Yeah, and that that's the uh, right. That's the uh, kind of the, the the dilemma with winning your division, right? You get that mm-hmm. buy, and you have a whole week off. I mean, yeah. baseball, you got you don't want to play all the time. You you have to stay sharp, right? What do you think, Alex? I'm I'm sure Elias will figure it out. That guy is incredible. They, I, I that, he's he's incredible. If they, if they let him go or allow him mm-hmm. to go, that that is crazy, man. He, he's this incredible. guy is the he's the messiah. He's from Northern Virginia. They they, they had him on there last night. Did you see that post game? And he's I didn't know he was from Northern Virginia. He grew so up he's in from Northern here. Virginia. I don't know where his wife's from, but she was sitting with him at the game. Yeah, she was crying. Um, she, she was, was crying. Happy, yeah. I mean, I don't. But then and before that, they showed him at the beginning of the game. He was with that guy. Um, who's his partner? <coughs> oh, Sid Meier. Yeah, Sid Meier. Uh, the rocket scientist. Yeah, the rocket. They were in there watching the game. Yeah. But I think he's just incredible. The Orioles have, I think they have two first-round draft picks next year, just on how things worked out. They're right. already. Well, yeah, because you get a draft pick, I think, if you – I think depending on the money you spend oh. and the lack of money or if your performance isn't very good. So they're always going to be at the bottom of that competitive balance. Oh, my gosh. The I mean, guy, they're just, they're the guy just sounds razor sharp. He sounds like he knows it, has got it together, and was, you know, came through the Astros system. 
but it sounds like he is on top of every angle that they yeah, have. He's really good. And the um and the team is just fun. I mean they are just fun. like every every game has a different hero and they're all adding they're all doing things for the team. And it appears like they it's all get along and they, they all, all want each other along. to do well. Yeah. It's no competitive like I gotta play, not him and all that. It seems like they're all chipping they're in. They're so deep too. They're yeah. so deep. We have a the gold glove third baseman doesn't even play much. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Mateo didn't look good last night in the field. He's he's been out of he's he hasn't played a lot. John, you're a big. uh, I mean, you're you're like a Baltimore sports icon over there. What Baltimore lost an incredible individual in Brooks Robinson. Crushed me. I mean, just crushed me too. I mean, I I was 10 years old when Brooks retired. So my early memories of going to Memorial Stadium were always try to get a glimpse of, of Brooks Robinson. Or or like maybe they had crown jersey right, and right. it was the orange jersey right. and, and it was sold out. It was always Brooks. Yeah. Um, what, what was your favorite memory? Do you well, have, here, did you ever I meet do. Brooks? A million times. A million times. So here's the deal, okay? And Alex, I'm going to let you know this, um, which you. you might not realize. So Brooks is from Lutherville Timonium. Right. Okay, that's where his family lived. I'm friends with his youngest son, Mike. Mm. <laughs> Mike is one of the nicest guys. Really? He's nice? Great athlete. Very down to earth, mm-hmm. and like, but we never would talk to him about right. his dad. Right, you respect okay? him, like the, the. But now, did you go to high school with him? No, he went. Okay, so he went to Hampton <laughs> Elementary, and then what's the mascot of that school? By the way, do I you remember? <laughs> I don't know if they have one. Really, Roger yeah. probably. They all do now. Wasn't yeah, he is, is there one there? Is there a Timonium Elementary? I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't originally was that. the Stags. Yeah, I remember right. that. So <laughs> when I I moved to Timonium when I was ten. So that would have put me, like, in the middle of the fifth grade. So Mike was at Hampton, mm. okay? Now, back then, you had Hampton, Lutherville, Timonium, and Pinewood. So <laughs> different from where I came from, the leagues would all – Where did you, you come from? Where did you come from? Over, yeah, um, I always thought you were from Timonium. Lutherville, near where you live. But that would be, like, the Riderwood Rec Council, okay? okay? You or, moved? You moved? Yeah, we moved over to Timonium. Okay, so it's oh, not okay. too far. All right. All right. Okay. So anyway <laughs> – Rucker. All the guys in the league. Forrester's a part of the rider. Yeah, right we could all, like, you'd all have these different te- guys from different teams on your team. Yeah. Different schools. Right. And then you'd have, like, a, uh, they called it a traveling team. Right. Or in basketball, the same thing. So I got to know him, like, really young. And then it continued because we, there was a group of guys that always played basketball. And I must have played pickup basketball with him for 30 to 40 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's a cool guy. He's a really nice guy. So anyway, I looked at Brooks more as um, Mike's dad. A friend of, a dad of yeah, a friend. because I wasn't in, I never watched the 71 World Series, right. 70 World Series, right. whatever. I looked at him as, that was his dad. Yeah. I knew he was, you know, great and all that stuff. So one of my favorite memories is this, okay. Um, I have a friend that's passed away. His name is uh, Nick DeSisco. He was a lawyer in Dundalk, but he was a school teacher at Dundalk High. Grew up down there with his family, you know, his parents and everything. And I knew he loved Brooks. He loved him, okay? He worshipped Brooks. So one day we were at the um, administrative law center out at uh, Hunt Valley for hearings. And he was there coincidentally, and I was there. So I said, Nick, you want to go get something to eat? And he goes, yeah, sure. So we went to the um, Andy Nelson's Pit Beef, which is, for me, it's pretty good. But Nick doesn't get out there. So I was like, why don't we go try this? I think you might like it. So we go there. You place your order, then you go find a table. Right. right? So we place the order, and then Nick remained, like, at the counter. And I walked in the back to get us a table and took, like, the napkins and the forks and all that. Right? So the first room to the, like, left, sort of, has about three small tables in it for two people apiece. Maybe a four. And 
I put our stuff down on this table, and literally three or three and a half feet away are Brooks and his wife. Mm-hmm. Who I, I remember his that was Mike's mom, right? Connie. Yeah, and they were there. And I said, I said to him, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Robinson. And they said, hi, hi. I go, look, I'm friends with, you know, your kids and all this kind of thing, right? They're very receptive to it. Um, and they were just having lunch, mm-hmm. you know? And I think Brooks was liked the place a lot because of the barbecue factor and all that. We probably knew so, Andy Nelson. Yeah, yeah but I think it was, oh, yeah. it was a nice thing for him. Yeah. So I said, I said, look, I'm here with a friend of mine to have lunch. And I knew he loved Brooks. Yeah. I knew. I said, look, a friend of mine's going to going to be with me, and he might be a little excited, you know, kind of thing, right? <laughs> so, uh, and Brooks was like, looking at me, like, winked at me. Like, he was ready, you know, like, he was ready to roll. So, we bring this stuff back, and then we walk in, and I recreated in front of Nick the high Mr. and Mrs. Robinson thing, right? Like, it was a surprise yeah, uh, to me, okay? So, um... It's kind of like uh, what you do with your daughter at, that's the, what I was, at yeah. the college <laughs> thing. Right, right, right. So, I said, I said, hey, listen, um, I said, I said, Mr. Robinson, excited. this is my really good friend, Nick DeSisco, mm-hmm. right? And I said, um, I said, um, I said, Mr. Robinson, the two of you have something in common. He goes, what's that? And I guess Nick used to play third base in the Dundalk Little League, <laughs> but you were in the American League. And they all started laughing. Nick was, Nick loved it. Yeah. And then he sat down and it was basically like a little back and forth. And I'd throw in like, hey, how's the cornbread? And you know, all this stuff. Nick loved it. And, um, and at one point, uh, it came up somehow. I think Nick told him that he wore number five. Oh, and yeah. he goes, well, I guess that makes me the second best number five in the area at that oh, time. Oh. You know, he was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it it made, that was, Nick loved that. Yeah. He loved it. But I think the important message here is that he made you feel as important as him. Yeah. And he was like your yeah. friend. He never big And you can't, like, you can't describe it unless you see it. Yep. And I thought that was just so cool. I, I think I did tell Mike about it, but it was it was fun. He was just a fun guy. And look, I was telling somebody, can you imagine if you were a huge Oriole fan, you're watching like the '70 World Series or the '66 Series, and him and Frank come up and hit back to back home runs, yep. or he makes that play, and you're like, whoa! Yep. And at that time, the coverage was probably the best with the number of cameras in '70 yeah. because it was the World Series, right. not like a typical right, game. Right, right. And they had these angles, and to watch him do that. It was it was like unbelievable. Would you um, would you say he's the most important sports figure in the history of Baltimore? No doubt. Yeah, because of the bigger, community, the bigger than Johnny. Because he remained and the community right. contributions. Right. I mean, a lot of people also said that about Wes Unseld. Right. Because he remained here. He and his wife they started a school. Right. For that very low key, but and, and and also I think he was very active in doing the BNBL basketball league. Oh really? Which, yeah, he was like a big centerpiece of that, but. Because he stayed here and was out there and these little anecdotes we're talking about, um, yeah, he was great. Uh-huh. I mean, I've met Palmer a million times too, but it wasn't that like yeah. – it was good, but it wasn't this embracing kind yeah. of thing. There was no distance to it at all. Yeah. You were, you were his friend. Yeah. And that, that was it. Yeah, that's, it, that's, that's true. I never met him. I don't, I don't think I did. Maybe he was a kid who got his autograph from a gas station. He lived, he lived maybe maybe a half mile from you. Oh, really? Where did he yeah. live? Corner of Seminary and Delaney Valley Road and just inside there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Seminary. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Did you ever meet him, Rob? Yeah, many times. Um, his grandson uh, went to Gilman. Uh, so, I'm, you know, Brooks, Brooks would come up uh, and watch his grandson play soccer. His, his son um, plays, is a goalkeeper at Duke. I wonder, wow. I wonder if he knew his name uh, kid. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll ask him. Ask him. I doubt it. Um, anyway, but he, he always came to the game. It was 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 awesome. He, he was. He but he didn't make it like a big deal. People. No. Yeah, he was there. You know, he right. was there as like a granddad, just yep. like anything else. Exactly, yeah. and that's that's what he did. So, um, um, so anyway, well, Johnny, you they're neck and neck, right? I mean, as far as I, I, I think Johnny, you was, I mean, on the landscape of football, way more <laughs> significant for his standing or his sport. But uh, I yeah. think oh, the, I the involvement in the community and and the ability to be out somewhere and all that. Brooks dwarfed to everybody. Well, I think Elrod Hendricks was great. Yeah, but I think know. what what Brooks and Johnny you had in, in common was I think people. I was reading just some of the kind of obituaries and um, to Brooks. He and Johnny United both got in some financial issues with mm-hmm. some bad investments, and I think they they were so nice. I think they probably got taken advantage of. Yeah. Right. Sure. I know Johnny United did. Brooks Robinson Sporting Goods. Right. Exactly. Oh, I didn't know about that. And the that. Golden Arm on York Road, not right. too far right. from where oh, you yeah. live. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I used to go in there as a little kid. Was, I I went there as a little kid yeah. too. That was yeah. a good restaurant. It was a good right. restaurant. People liked it. Yeah. 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 Wow. The Golden um, Arm. So anyway, um, this should be. They're having this thing Saturday where it's like a memorial yeah. service of some sort. Um, it'll probably be packed. Yeah. I would think it's yeah. free and it's right down there, and the team's doing great. I, I don't know what the plan is, but it sounds like it's going to have be a memorial big, service. Yeah, on Saturday stadium. morning. And yeah. today's the uh, celebration of Jim Palmer, right? Sixty years. Yeah, yeah sixty more? years. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. great. He's I think great. he's a great historian he for the team. He's great. It's good. Yeah. By the way, I've, he's really I've, great. I went to. I've been to quite a few he games over the last two or three weeks. Uh, the Toronto games and um, the the stadium's hopping. I mean, yeah. I went on a Saturday. Yeah. And there was a band playing three fifths, by the way, out of out of Catonsville. They're pretty good. Um, I friend, saw that our, on TV. Did you see? Yeah, and I, I, saw I took that. a video of it. Yeah, and uh, sent it to Alex because I knew because we had seen them. We did. I didn't in, it was in, in July when it was hot as hell. In it's uh, in probably Kingsville. the best time they've ever it had was, at that it was stadium. Awesome. Now I know they had good teams, but my thought is this: this is the first time through with this kind of group. Yeah, and I think that the um, I I really truly believe that the fans are drawn more to these players than the veteran players they had yeah. back there with the big Yeah, contracts. in 2014, they did have yeah, the like, or, But or that was even, a lot of fun, too. Even yeah. with, like, Alomar and Brady Anderson and all that, they were a great team. But this team has a special factor to it because the guys are young guys. And you can see yeah. the, the, the happiness in them for their own teammates and for the success of the team. I agree. Well, I, I think the Orioles have done a really – phenomenal job with their social media i think the experience at the ballpark is so much better than it was two or three years ago they i know that the ownership isn't well liked but i think you know obviously elias is tremendous and he's put a great product on the field but i think the experience is you is think really, it's different the stadium experience is different. i do i think it's much more um there it just seems to me like they're much more especially in social media they're they're promoting the team better they're doing a lot of stuff during the games, they're doing all, you know, having Palmer and then um, they, they just seem like they're very in tune with the community. Ben McDonald is great. Well, Palmer and McDonald together is yeah. incredible. Because yeah. I, mean, I think I turned on the national broadcast first, mm-hmm. and that was just, ugh, I don't know what they're talking about. But Palmer and McDonald, I mean, they're just, they're, they're both great. They're, they, were talking, they were talking about, you know, about, I didn't know when, when the pitcher has to cover the mound. Did yeah. you see that last yeah. night? Yeah. How Palmer, one of them said, in the first play, it had it happened twice, and he said, that was a good play because the pitcher didn't overrun the base. Yeah, you want to go parallel. 
so you don't get stuck. Oh, up, up the line, up right? Up the line, yep. So in the first play, hit and turn left. So you go you to go the base. Up, and you I didn't turn know up, that. I turn well, up I heard the last foul the, okay. up the line. They so never really do that though. They're they're running directly towards the base. Well, you know, pitchers, well, aren't, pitchers aren't the but, most athletic. But they say you don't want to overrun the base, mm-hmm. right. and that's why D.L. Hall made a good play in doing that. I think was the first one. And then it was the second reliever, and he overran the base. Yeah, he did just what McDonald said. Like you, you can't do it. Yeah, but he kept his toe on there. Uh, Perez, I think. Yeah, Perez. Is that is that because you want to avoid a collision with the you runner? want you well, that's wanna, why you run you want to avoid yeah. getting collided. And and what happens is, is if you're in front of the base and the base runner runs into you, the base runner can can get that base. Yeah, right. If you're interfering, hmm. so you want to clear out. That um, makes sense. Yeah. So one of the they're things always going directly. One of the things they talked about yesterday was that the uh, the governor shows up. To uh, to tout this thirty year lease that they uh-huh. signed. Yeah, that sounds good. That's a good deal. Well, yeah, yeah. But, ah, they got it done, right? Right, but but here's the problem, it's not really a lease. They've just signed a a, a memorandum, to come back and revisit it. You oh, guys that's know that? Terrible. No, I didn't know that. Jeff Bark Jeff Barker in the Baltimore Sun wrote about that today. That doesn't seem consistent with what it said on the scoreboard. No, they're going to be not. there for thirty years, and the mayor was in there. Yeah. He was dancing around and right. everything. But finally, the governor, excuse me, it's governor. a it's a non binding. Okay, it's a memorandum to uh, memorandum of understanding. Yeah, memorandum of understanding, <laughs> and evidently the Orioles have agreed with the Maryland Stadium Authority that they they do not have to pay rent on Camden Yards, mm. and that yeah. they have to do the upkeep, but they're now exempt from the rent, Cash which evidently is what the Ravens have too. Oh, what about wow. what about parking and all that? Yeah, that's a great question. They're going to get all of it. Right. I mean, that's yeah. a flim flam because they made it seem last night they signed the lease, they all our you know right. worries are finished. Right. So all the people who That's are phony. talking to me about the Orioles moving to Nashville, you know. This governor, all he does is like sort of just talk trash. Doesn't he doesn't seem say like anything. a little he's like a like a cheerleaderish. He's like living thing. the life. He's at every party hey, and he's Don't be a cheerleader, be a leader. Yeah, right. he's not, right. Well he doesn't he doesn't answer he doesn't questions. Say anything. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't, he? he doesn't directly answer the questions. He says what he wants to say and put immediate the positive spin on it. Like if you said, Hey, how's the weather today? Well, you know what? Um, the weather, like on Thursday, it's meteorologists really are telling me this, but yeah. I, you know, I'm not sure yeah. what's going to happen. It's not. It's not direct answers. He'll stand there and yeah. be available. Oh, he likes the camera. But it's not really. The answers aren't really there, especially when you have creative people like the people at Fox 45, our, all our girls going in there, right. and they give these loaded questions, which are like, "Hey, you're going to have to go answer this." And he just kind of avoids it. He doesn't. They right, got to coach him. They got to coach him on this too. Well, when I watch him, when I watch him give an answer to a question Mackenzie Frost asked, that you know, it's it, she's she's like a bulldog. I mean, she wants to know. You know, he he's just got this sense of like I'm smarter than you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you an answer uh, that doesn't answer the question um, that I want to say. I want right. to say yeah. right. And yeah. and there's almost this kind of. Um, I don't know. Well, there's this arrogance about. Well, that's that's what it translates to. Sure. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, yeah. He shows no depth about any subject. See, to, he to, never talks about anything. Hey, he's to, out there. He's spraying the people with the water, and he's always in the booth. He's going to the Ravens games. Alex, he's going to the Redskins games. If you're in a trial, the, um, right, and you're cross-examining somebody, and you ask him a question, and they don't answer it, thing. at the uh, end of the trial, you're going to argue, "Hey, look, the guy wouldn't even answer right, the questions. How can you believe questions. that guy?" Right. That's what we, we would do in the context of a raw justice setting with a trial and cross-examination. The real, the real justice That's setting. right. It, Alex, if you had the governor sitting right here at the other end of the table, is there mm. a question you would ask him? Like, what would, what oh, would, I don't know. i got to think about that. On what subject? Any subject? Any subject. I mean, talk about um, hmm. anything. 
Well, we would say, um, well, I would say, what do you think about the city schools not paying the pensions for seven years? What should happen with that? Something like that. Well, they did pay it, by the way. They I, did pay it? They my, did. Well, they sent the check today for $5 million. <laughs> okay. But I would say, what should happen with that? How right. do they See what catch he said. that? You have to ask somebody. You have to have such a pointed That's question. A good question. I, I don't know. I saw, I saw a like little bit of it. What led to that? I think wouldn't there be interest and in it wasn't paid and then yeah. well, things mature? Well, suppose you're um, suppose you're at retirement age and you're checking your pension and and you know teachers are teachers are checking every penny, right? That's how it may have happened, right? So they're looking to see, okay, why has this not been dumped into my pension? And right. was it a but maybe a deduction from their pay to put in? Uh, well, I would think that's probably that's how it even works. makes it yeah. worse. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Right. So, it would happen to that money, and why did right. how did they miss? Would there would there be interest on it? I think you know, and the, yeah. just right. things that are accruing. It just it's well because you because because places like Baltimore City right hand their pensions over to investment firms, a, a manager, right? So if you're missing. How many right. years of yeah? That's what I'm right, saying. Right, right. there should be. Hey, where's the check? Right, like yeah. you should be eligible for sense. some. Uh, and they I'm might get a percentage the of the management of the. We'd have to ask Ken about this, <laughs> but um, they might get a percentage of the principal that's in there to manage. Right, and now it's short for them, It'd and they're like, short. "Hey, it where's the money?" No but sense. it's just another example of this completely dysfunctional Baltimore City school system, where not only can't they get the pension stuff right, but they can't. Educate kids, right? There was some. Something came out last week about um, a politician saying, "Look, we spend a ton of money per kid. There's no, there's no reason why we can't have, you know, that that the the number of kids who who pass, uh, you know, who don't pass the uh, the, the the math test is is at you know zero percent. Like the best school, I think it's like thirty percent. Like the five best schools, which are like mm. City, Poly, Western. And there were two others. That it was like thirty percent. And of city the best and schools. city, that's poly, the best and western. Schools. That's a that's in theory like a magnet. Yeah, school. you got to. Right. So yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get your your pick of who's right. gonna be there. Right. But those, yeah. it's thirty percent of those schools. I mean, that's just a sin. It's just a sin. It's terrible. And and you know this this just goes to the other, the, the larger issue of Baltimore City's general dysfunction over everything it does. Right. Yeah, they just have no one with common sense in there. Just trying to fix just common sense fixes to problems. They don't have anybody that doing that does that, and that's the frustrating thing about it. And it and seems you see to these never are so basic, right? It seems nothing to, gets better. Remember the, remember the dealing nothing with nothing gets um, better. The, not the private school, but the uh, charter school, the um, collegiate. Yeah, yeah. Both. Oh, I started yeah. hearing what was going on. I was like, what? Yeah. Why? Right. Like, Why would it's you not? Nonsensical. It's absurd. It's well, just absurd. If, there's a lady. Did you see that in Chicago? It's, it's related. She she's in charge of the school board, the school union, and she said that private <laughs> schools are bad, private schools are racist. Yeah, and she sends her kid to a private school, right? <laughs> but they didn't know it. But that's what she does. You know, it's like I can afford to pay, and I'm right. opposed to school choice. I can afford to pay. I'm going to send my kid to this school, but the poor people are not going to. You know, you have you're stuck with these crappy schools. It's it's really disgusting. I That's think. the ultimate test. Like, I I would think that Sansa Lisa, whatever however you pronounce her name, Sandra Sanalise. I bet you her kids go to private schools. I would love to know that. I would I'll love bet to know you, that answer. I, I bet a, a, a month's salary. Well, you on saw that. her at the Eddies that time. I should have asked her. You should have asked her. <laughs> I said, hey, mustard or mustard or mayonnaise on that. And by the way, where do your kids go to school? Just some things need to get fixed. Just basic. Was she was she she had someone chauffeuring around? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. In like a big uh, in a car, car or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, no need for um, paying for How gas. How much does she make again, Alex? I know you. I, well, to- John figured it out. Total compensation, like- <laughs> as reported by the local media. Now, total compensation is salary right. plus the benefits Bonus, and all that. Bonuses and yeah, and, and pension benefits. All four fifty five. Four fifty five. And it's she's told, worth somebody it. told she's me that Commissioner it. Harrison, he's still getting paid. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. So like May or something, <laughs> he's getting paid for what? Who came up with that memorandum <laughs> of understanding? Uh-huh. So, well, thank God we got Worley in charge now. Well, so let's talk a little bit about. The, <laughs> Is that Chuck so, Worley from the uh, from the Love Chuck Connection? Willery Wool. Well, he'd be better off. That guy. Chuck lived Worley real life. So, um, you know, an, an absolutely horrible uh, murder took place in Baltimore um, over the weekend. Um, public found out about it on Monday, where this uh, tech CEO, Pavel Lepere, who was a Hopkins graduate was employing, you know, really, she was employing women and people of color and just, you know, it was just a beacon for, for Baltimore City. Um, and, and they found her dead on the roof of her building um, in Mount Vernon on, I think, Franklin Street. And there was, a, I don't know, probably a 48-hour manhunt for the guy who, who they know did it. And, and so what's, you know, so I think... The Baltimore Police Department, once again, is under a microscope because this man evidently had committed a very heinous crime a little bit prior, nine days prior, I think, and, um, and no one knew about it, right, where he knocked down the door, claimed to be a maintenance man, raped a woman, um, uh, cut her throat, uh, and then set on fire and, her and boyfriend her, and her. Yeah, and her I thought husband or spouse or boyfriend. So. Yeah, her boyfriend, yeah. yeah. Duct yeah. taped Duct taped him. And um, just uh, there was a great article in the Baltimore Banner about that case. So this guy commits a murder. Nobody knows in the community about this, this other incident, right? And the narrative of the Baltimore City Police Department um, is that, well, the first one wasn't random, so we're not going to tell you that there's this violent criminal on, you know, on the loose, which I don't quite understand. Wouldn't everybody want to know? I would think. And then the community rallies around his capture. Correct. Or contributes in any way. Hey, see this guy, or this is what we consider him. A, a 911 call mean, could save somebody else. I remember, I remember when I was in college in 1992. I was in the fraternity, John. Those were the years. And um, Rob doesn't like fraternities, the but gold, I was in the fraternity. The so the fraternity guys, we had the whole fraternity system had to go to this speaker. And this speaker was about... I don't know why we're talking about this, but why am I talking about it? But the speaker was about rape and drinking and all that. And he, he said in this speech that rape is the worst crime that <laughs> occurred to anyone, you know? And, like, you're victimizing them and yeah. all that stuff, right? I don't know I'm getting so heavy on this. but Which we all agree but, with. Right, but it's just, I mean, that, that crime this guy committed, that was, I hate to say this woman dying, but this, that was worse. It was a horrible yeah. crime. It was beyond yeah. horrible. Like in a that was like Manson level, but worse. Yep. Mm-hmm. He like burned these people. He then he tie he tied up he the bound boyfriend, them and then he bur- he bur- he sprayed them with gasoline and burned them. And then there was a kid there. There's yeah, a there, was, there was a five-year-old child there. The I mean, room. I mean that that is like Charles Manson or like you know Dahmer esque horribleness. So the why fact that it was so, not broadcast? Right. So why would you not tell the community who this guy know. is to watch out for? Him? Or, but didn't they say something like they they were they were monitoring him or oh, they were they were on the trail they were on the trail they should have been they should have been right on him yeah it, but they but that's why they didn't broadcast it because they had a they had a link a lead on him okay, one, so one too good of a lead. so I know you're not police officers you're lawyers and one of the one of the major uh, I think questions that 
people have in the community is why was this guy out after committing a similar type of crime, right? And getting, I don't know, I don't know what he, he, he got a certain number of years and like 80% of it was suspended. And, and so he's a registered sex offender. Um, but, but the question is, how did this guy get out of jail? All right. So, so I want to explore that a little bit with the two of you, because you, you, you obviously have, you know, you have clients and, and, I know on, on this podcast, you, you always talk about, you know, maybe I, take, take an agreement or taking a plea and just getting it done. Go ahead, Alex. But I don't, I don't, I didn't know much about this person's case about that, but see, I'm surprised he was out because when you commit a crime of violence, mm-hmm. you get a sentence, whatever, what was the sentence? 16 years in jail? I, th- I thought I read 14, but yeah. I, I don't know exactly. But why I don't mean, we just say my understanding, if you commit a crime of violence, you're not eligible for parole until it's like 75% of that. All right. Well, let's. That's just, what I. Thought I've, I've pulled. Do you agree with that, John? Okay. Yeah. We, we've got a so new. I don't know how he got out. I don't. I, how long did he do on that? I don't know. We're going to find out because we've got a new segment. Whoa. We, we, we've got a new thing with our, gosh, our with raw justice. We're taking Keeping it forward. We're taking it forward. So I pulled some clips from the uh, from the press conference. Oh, I want my. you to listen to it. Okay. So at the press conference was the, the interim police chief Worley. Okay. Mayor Scott. Mm. And the new state's attorney, Ivan Bates, who you guys know well. Like, yeah, I think okay. Mr. Bates is doing All right, so let's see I if I can get this. Let's see if I can get this going. Okay, so here is. No, neither Alex or I have heard this at all. Yes, okay. This is this fresh is, to us. So this yeah. is this is fresh. Just, so you all in podcast like land are getting the initial right. reaction right. from <laughs> Alex and John. Right. This is first impression. It's totally Can't legit. Can't get this anywhere else. Yeah. All right, let's see. Let's see if I can get this going. It's coming. Alexa Ashwell, Fox 45 News. This is a question for Acting Commissioner Worley and Mayor Brandon Scott. You said Billingsley was being tracked, yet he was still able to commit another violent, heinous act. How is that so? And at what point do you weigh the community's safety? This was a violent rapist who was roaming the streets of Baltimore and the public had no idea. Could this knowledge have prevented Pava's death? Okay, so this was a question that we were just talking well, that's about. That's the point. That's, so, the, yeah, that's, that's the point. Now, look, point. If we're going to get to his response. We're going to get to his response in a minute. If I'm either one of those I guys, looks like- this is what I say, because the public's watching this, and if you put out their information that would deter others to show what resources they have, it could be positive. I would say, look, we have this special system, and this is what it does, and this is where we were with him, but it has to remain in a certain status to keep the investigation and the capture. That would be your answer to why it wasn't. Yeah, why it wasn't. Well, let, let, let's hear the response. That's what I would oh, say. Yeah, but here we go. Here we go. Brandon Scott, St. Mary's College uh, graduate. Here we go. I'm not going to speculate whether it could have prevented her death, but what I know we did is as soon as we realized that there was a public safety, we, put, we had the press conference. The first incident on Edmondson Avenue was not a random act. Had it been a random act, we would have put out a flyer right away saying that this individual was on the loose committing random acts. See, okay, Jeez, so I have a problem. Hey, nobody reads flyers in 2020. No, but if he's saying it's not because it's a random act. Right, like right. he knew this guy or this woman or something. Right, yeah. right. That's so, why they so, don't really. But as you said, that. Alex, 
problem. I mean, this is a Manson-esque crime. This is the crime. worst case ever. Yeah. Right. And so you're, you're not going to uh, tell the community that this guy's loose? This right. is a case, like, you don't even think happens in real life. You right. know, you might yeah, see right. it in, like, a it's song in a movie. movie. Yeah. But you were like, that doesn't happen in real life. Right, right. I mean, this is so heinous. Right, too extreme. Let's continue. What a fool this guy, this commissioner. No, much why guy. he went into that house on Edmonton Avenue and why he committed those acts. They know why? He worked at that building. He was familiar with the victims. Um, I'm not going to say too much more because I don't want to talk bad about victims. Um, but he was what? there for a reason. Talk bad about victims. So, so when, I, when I heard that, I'm thinking, well, are, are these are these people no. breaking the law? I mean, no. yeah. why wouldn't you say anything about the victims? He said, he, said he said he worked at the building. He I was a maintenance guy. He did work there. He cut the grass, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. Where the, where, where the rape occurred. Yes, okay. where the where the at the Emmonson, um, Emmonson Avenue. But, but at Edmondson Village, that's had a tough right. run. But I'm I'm reading. I'm uh, looking at this, thinking, what is what like what kind of logic is that? None. It is it, <laughs> none. All right, let's continue. Um, and it was at that point our detectives and everyone Listen in the department this guy. decided that he was. <laughs> we didn't think at that point that he was committing random acts because he had been we knew he had been out since October 2022 and we had no incidents that he has been connected to we're going to go back and look and see if we have anything mm. that he could be connected to but so they don't know for sure right yeah oh right right like, well he hasn't been arrested for anything well right but, saying. but he hasn't killed or raped anyone else right but did he but know. did he steal a gun did he have some yeah. kind he of could have done, he could have done all that the right. whole time there's other that time we did not believe that he was committing random acts. We think he committed a targeted act. My Baltimore accent is bad as that guy's. Oh my like, God. We know. Yeah, uh, my follow-up question. I mean, there are a lot of eyes on this press conference. People are angry. Your message to them, if they're questioning why they should trust the Baltimore Police Department with their safety. Um, the main reason is, if we made a mistake, I'd tell you we made a mistake, like I did in Brooklyn. I don't think we made a mistake in this case. I, I don't think. We didn't. It's not we didn't make a mistake. It's I don't think we made oh a mistake. Gosh. All right, hold on, because the mayor's got to be somebody there. better than this we guy. We made the same decision we make every single time based on the facts and circumstances that we have. And as soon as we realized he had committed an act that seemed to be random, um, that we still don't know connections there yet, we put the flyer out. And just as we thought, as soon as he saw the flyer, he tried to elude capture and turned off all devices we were able to track him on. Oh, here comes the mayor. He's going to answer this question. To oh, why is he even talking? We have to understand that uh, residents should trust the Baltimore Police Department why? in doing their work because they do that work each and every day. Well, he should say oh, that. Oh, because you do it every day, you should trust it? <laughs> he should say that. You guys, you, guys are, you guys practice law every day. Should we trust that you're doing the right job or that no you're good? Comment, no comment. Yeah. Baltimore Police Department that did the work that led to the initial case that he was in, in prison for. And what the residents of Baltimore should be doing is questioning why he was let out and how uh, that so happened. So we're deflecting. Oh, put it on the judge. Yeah, and the yeah. yeah. here we go. We talk about this on RJ. Okay, we're going to get Ivan Bates' take on that. Oh, jeez. Having a double-digit deficit in homicides, reducing that each and every day alongside our law enforcement partners, they are doing that work. Uh, but we know that we're talking about a system uh, that we also have to deal with because they didn't decide to let uh, uh, this sociopath back out on the streets of Baltimore. Well, let, let's make a few comments. But the Baltimore City Police Department, there is a consent decree that the Baltimore City Police Department has to honor and follow, and that's because they have practiced some mm. not-so-good policing. So, again, why should we trust the police department? Well, not, not to, I mean, I'm, I'm pro-police, trust me. I think what Mr. Mayor Scott was saying, I'm not one to defend Mayor Scott, but I think he was saying we need we 
we have we should have faith in our you know our police officers are on the streets every day. The you know the guy wearing the uniform, the guy doing the homicide detective, those kind of things. <laughs> and I agree with him there. I think I I think they're you know we John and I deal with them all the time. I see them testify. I see them on the street. I interact with them. I have faith in them too during the job. But what I think we're lacking now is. They're, sup- they're supervisors the lo- and yeah, the, the administration. Yes, the leadership. And it's under this whirly guy. I mean, as, as I remember, and I couldn't figure, I couldn't find it. I remember years ago, maybe when Mr. Bernstein was a state's attorney, they had like a top 10 list. Do you guys remember that? Maybe some of our oh, listeners Oh, the do. top 10 they had a criminals? Ba- yeah, yeah, Baltimore yeah. City top yeah. 10 list. And they'd be like, this guy's number one. And they broadcast his face all over. Yeah. And, and it, was just, it was a local Baltimore City list. And... I don't know who was behind that, but it worked. All the stations would show it. Like this guy, how how is he not the number one, number one, a Hall of Famer of horrible crimes? Fox had like a criminal of the week. They did. I don't know what they called it. But I think it was based, but the the police department was involved, the state attorney was involved. And then, and this Brooklyn Homes thing, the police were there and they called in. They said, can we, you know, we want support from Anne Arundel County. and And the supervisor said, no. Right. It's just. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. It, and then I hate to talk too much, but and then you know whatever Worley says that you know we. I'm not going to say I made a mistake, but as soon as they broadcast it, the guy was called the next day. He was like called yeah. 24 hours later. Exactly what right. you know. Exactly what they said it's, they didn't want to do. Right. Led to the uh, it, he's right. running around the streets right. but and, because right. it wasn't random. The first one they aren't going to do anything. But about even it. but when they did it, they called him. I mean, it was like you know, like they're looking for him, and they got him right away. Like that guy in um, Pennsylvania that was running around. Yeah. And oh. the um at that. That, Longwood Gardens. The Longwood Brazil- Gardens is pretty nice. The Brazilian guy. Yeah, yeah but they, you know, they, they took a minute, but people were looking for him, and they weren't going to. He wasn't going to sneak up on anybody up there. Well, dog, like got, that. dog got him finally. You know, the dog. Oh, really? Yeah. But he wasn't going to. People were going to. People were on the lookout for bit, him. Bit like him this poor head. woman, and everybody else could have been. Bit him in the head. Did you know that? He looked pretty. That's, I didn't know. That. Did you see him climb that wall to get out? That was neat. That was but, pretty good. Hey, I'll, I'll <laughs> say this. I'll say this. Alex is right though, because that's a good example. That's contrary to this and how things worked out. Um, the community rallied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. Community yeah. really yeah. rallied. No, probably and like the media, oh my God. and the yeah. media got on it. Right. And who knows what would lead to it? Maybe some guy that's a conductor on the train and he jumps and like, hey, I knew that guy. It's you know. Right. I think the awareness, like they're going to talk about law enforcement and and finding people and prevention of crime all they want, but the awareness that's created through that. Um, Involvement of everybody is something that's immeasurable. All right, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the responsibility of, of the judge. Know, but letting what, him what, and what about I don't know, but what about what what could the victim have done wrong in this rape case? <laughs> right. I mean, you know, she knew the guy, or maybe she led him on, like the accused, or yeah, something. They were, or maybe she was a prostitute. That was not right for him to right, say. Right. It was no. terrible. That's I, I don't the word of bad mouth victims. What well, What are you talking? Right, the about, worst thing man? would be she she either quote unquote let him on, or she was a prostitute. So yeah. what does that mean? It's it's horrible. Yeah. It's it's disgusting no matter what it is. Right. Right. But that that was that was yeah that very, was terrible that was extremely insensitive. No, he, he's clueless. and the way he I mean I don't know how who's who'd be better at it. Who knows? Ed Norris. Yeah, for him to say it like that <laughs> is back. so offensive. And it's so offensive to him offensive. to say it like. I know. That. I, when I heard it the first time, I felt the same way yeah. you guys feel. Hey, how about and we're three guys. Right, right. Think yeah. about what women think when they yeah, hear that. Exactly. Oh I mean, that's crazy. Or if you put your daughter I mean, in that experience, and you're like, what? Because this, this guy, woman who was raped may have a tainted. 
background. She so doesn't what? deserve respect. Doesn't make any yeah. sense. Right. She's still a victim. For all, oh, right. For the other, the greater good. I mean, all right. So let's talk a little bit about the um, uh, the state, the former state's attorney's office, who uh, who evidently, according to uh, uh, Brandon Scott, is responsible for this whole thing. So let's let's listen to this one. Point blank. If there was other crimes. Did not answer that question. The mayor did not answer that question. You did not talk about this. Is Justin Fenton? Oh wow! Incident. Even though there was a warrant out, even though he was now on notice that he was being looked for, why was that incident? Why did you refuse to acknowledge and discuss that incident? I, I think I answered that earlier because at that time we were tracking him. We were. That's not, that's not, that's not what I'm asking. Once you put out a press conference saying you're looking for him for the murder in Mount Vernon, why didn't you acknowledge the incident on Edmondson Avenue where there was a week? Because there, there was two victims from Edmondson Avenue that were still out. One was in the hospital. One was at their location. We had to get them protection if we were going to put that information out. And we had to send Anne Arundel County, and we had to protect those two victims because we didn't know what this guy was going to do if he was. Shouldn't you protect it and run after it happened? Yeah, that right. would, well, how, I mean, and, one, and one's in the hospital. You could put a police officer outside the door. Yeah. And the other person. This guy. I, I mean, I, I, it's just illogical. Hey, so the mayor's going to try to clean no up. There's no logic right there. Let it's me, illogical. There's let me no tell you logic. what I liked about that. I liked how the reporter. Never heard Justin Fenn. The reporter. You never heard of Justin Fenn? Yeah. Well, I heard of the time he interviewed he John us, and I. Yeah, he we did. Us. He did interview us. So for probably. Here's yeah. the thing. He done trans task force. Talked the whole thing. He asked no, I've the never question. Heard him talk, yeah. ask, talk he asked about. the question, and then he started giving this this crazy answer. Candy, you know? yeah, this and answer. I liked how he jumped in. Yep. That's I I like that's, that. That's what you like. Zealous factor. Like, hey, wait a minute. Right. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. That shows he's standing up for the uh, the fabric of the community, the citizen. Yeah. I like that, even though that's not really his job. I like that kind of report. Right, let's see how this guy gets out of it. He was going to go back and try to apprehend them. Plus, once he saw the press conference for the for the homicide, we didn't know where he was going to go. We knew several locations he could go, and we had those all under surveillance. Um, and they were actively tracking him while we were at this press conference. That's why it was that press conference. That's why it was delayed for 30 minutes. You think minutes. the guy was watching the press conference? Seriously. <laughs> oh, he says so. But it was just a, te- it was a terrible strategy. Yeah. You know, like, we either broadcast it, or we can track him with whatever that means, with his credit card or something. Do both. You know? Right. <laughs> right. Just, Come just, on. But when they broadcast, they call him like that. So it's just. What changed just, then between the press conference on Tuesday and yesterday when you did release the information that he was wanted in both cases? As soon as we realized that he had um, committed both, confirmed that he was the suspect in both cases, then we knew he was fleeing at that point, so we had to get it out as soon as possible. It's, All right. Here uh-huh. we go. Um, a couple Here. things we did. Yes, we immediately went back. We pulled the file. This is we Ivan Bates. Oh, I didn't know about it. We definitely good. noticed was that a plea was given, and the plea was a little bit below guidelines. I want you guys I'm not get here it. to talk Listen about it. it. was a different administration. Our prosecutor is no longer there. But there, with every single case, there are different issues that you have to look at. All the witnesses and victims. He's so happy to say it wasn't his administration. Like we'll that. Yeah. So I'm not going to go back and say hindsight's 2020. But you also sit down and look at what's called DIM, a diminution credits within the Division of Correction. In 2016, the legislature passed a law that said if you do a sex offense, a rape, or a sexual assault on a someone 16 or younger, you are not eligible for diminution credits. Maybe the legislature could maybe look at what first-degree sex offense or first-degree rape. Are these individuals still going to be eligible for diminution credits? No, oh, I love Bates. So Bates is now he, going to take it to the legislature and he, say, he, maybe he's we a need to go back. Yeah. Like, just like he was last year. Yeah. So this is—it's crazy. Um, 
Um, what was I going to say about all this? Um, so, so Bates is basically saying, look, what, as you said, Alex, thank God I wasn't the state's attorney back then. We never have done have, have you, we Alex, never. have you heard of that diminution term? I don't, I mean, <laughs> well, that's, well, that's I hate some. to say it, but this is coming up. People, you know, I, I've never, I've never heard of it. Behavioral it's, credits. It's just like when you go to jail, it's like you go to jail and then you get credit for to get out early. Yeah. Parole credits, all these yeah. things. Well, what do you do? We to talk get about them? it. Like we're always like, yeah. if this guy gets this sentence, when's yeah. he going to get out? No one seems to really know that answer. No, I, don't I, know, I for tell, a hardcore. It's I, like you get ten days a month for right. this. I tell the clients, work. like, look, I don't I mean, know what, and I don't work in that facility. However, you will get, <laughs> you will get good time or behavioral credits on some ratio. But when you get there, the best thing to do is connect with whoever your assigned counselor is and ask them that. That's okay, what right. I tell well, them. Let's, right. let's, but then it's also it's also whether you're. I talked to one. I talked to one guy who had ten year sentence. Mm-hmm. He said he did like nine years in one month. Mm-hmm. And I said, how'd that even happen? And he said, I was getting in trouble in there. All yeah, the there time. you go. You get in trouble yeah, and all this. It, yeah, tickets. tickets. I mean, you got, yeah. That's what I said. You got some yeah. tickets in there? Not a speeding but, ticket. <laughs> right. But yeah, and that, that adds to it. You know, oh, yeah. but so let's finish up with Bates. He should have been in there for that nine years. Law, then in 2013, when he was first arrested, then he would not have been eligible for parole. If what? Thank you. What did he say about I mean, that? I missed that. Let me go back. Here we go. Ammunition credits. If that was the law then in 2013. All right, so let's replay this. Maybe the legislature could maybe look at what first-degree sex offense or first-degree rape. Are these individuals still going to be eligible for diminution credits? If that was the law then in 2013 when he was first arrested, then he would not have been eligible for parole. Okay, so what he's saying is they ought to, the legislature ought to go back and review the diminution uh, law, which basically says that if, if, if the victim is 16 or older, you are eligible for diminution credit. But I mean, his, I, well, his why point is, is that let's let's make that consistent, no matter how old the victim is. Maybe I don't know. That I mean, that's just like a very technical thing that a legislature won't even understand. Most of those hey, rubes listen, down there, the, the one they won't even understand that. In, in the raw justice uh, lineage here, now we're on episode thirteen. The one person that comes forward in my mind about all these things, it stands out the most to me is Jill Carter. <laughs> I mean, I see her and interviewed and so forth. Mm-hmm. And right, I she's start thinking the laws. when they refer to the legislature, that this person has a role down there. She's probably like a leader, right? right? She's to like reflect, I'm a lawyer yeah, and all that. Oh, she's a leader to reflect what communities are thinking. There's a disconnect there for me. And Alex is right. She'll go in there, and there'll be somebody that's from another area that like, like a farmer, Odette Ramos. Mm, she's yeah. not a lawyer. No. Like, well, Jill's a lawyer. She must know. Right? Really? Oh, you know? Oh, check this out. Um, that's something I want to tell you guys about. I had a, a jury trial this week, and in the jury pool was the guy Ferguson's wife. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Ferguson's she wife. Her, I well, hope. She came up saying, you know, the, the thing with police and, you know, do you notice? Right. And she said her husband is a politician and that she um, – Remind people who yeah, Ferguson she, is. Ferguson, I forget his first He's the president, name. Bill Ferguson. Bill Ferguson. Yeah, Bill, he's a speaker of the... Oh, he's a speaker? Is that what he is? Whatever, the, yeah. whatever. State the, senator. State, state senator. But he's the leader. But he's like the speaker of the, the house leader. or he's the, the leader. leader of the senate or something. And um, she and said that they know a lot of state's attorneys and all this other kind of but, stuff, and they socialize with them. And she you know, she said all that thing. But she said she still could be fair. I think he's getting but, in the... Mr. Bates is getting in the weeds a little about the diminution credits and stuff. Yeah. That's a very obscure thing. 
that you know. But it's, it's hard for it. It's a term of art that a lot of people don't understand. No, but it. Like, but that's just that's I a agree. better that answer be than changed. what we got a little bit. But before. it's very once you get in there for sex yeah. offense like that, it's hard to get out. But I but but I I can't really criticize whoever the prosecutor was for whatever the plea deal was. We know nothing about that case. Yeah. You know, every case is different. It could be the most graphic, horrible. Let's just like. No, Billingsley, whatever his name is, his other case, mm-hmm. if the victims, he didn't have, he's charged with that, say the rape and the arson and all that, if they don't have victims, yeah. or there's some, you're, you're like, God, he, he got, he'll get a five-year sentence on that, but they don't have any victims. Or maybe, maybe. They don't the, show up. They don't there come is, to court. Hold on, maybe there is you a know? victim, and the victim would be horrified about taking the stand right. and go it's through just, it again. I just, right, exactly. So I think that's what happened in this there's case. There's a discount offered. I think that's what happened in the initial case. I don't think you can just say, he committed a sex offense in the first case, you should get he should have pled guilty to 30 years because there might have been flaws in the case. Yeah, right. I don't think the state's attorney's office under Mosby or under Bates or anyone, they, they're not light on rapists. Right. You know, like they, they play hardball yeah. with those. Well, that's what, that's what the mayor – that's the mayor's narrative, right, is, is, that, is that first he's of all – He's saying the judge, I think. He's always blaming the judge. Well, he is. He is. He yeah, always blames the but judge. But I think he yeah. is also underneath wondering why there was even a plea deal made. I right. don't think he knows or cares. Of course I think he's just. Right, let, let's do one more. I, I, got, I got one more. Phony. I got one more for you. I want to get your impression I'm of this. I'm sick of him. Was this dangerous criminal on the streets in the first place? What were the terms of his release and eventual supervision? Yes, thank you. So basically, in June 23rd, 2013, uh, he was alleged he was charged with a crime. It took about 2015 before he actually went to court. When he pled guilty in court, he pled guilty to um, sex offense in the first degree. And then you have, in Maryland, what's called sentencing guidelines. His guidelines for that offense were about 15 years to 25 years. He received a sentence of 30 years, suspend all but 14 years. Okay, what, what does that say? 14. 14. Yeah. So he gets a 30-year sentence, suspend all but 14, right. which means that he's going to serve 14 and what they call his backup time is 16. Okay. So if he violates his probation and it's sustained in court, then his exposure is an additional 16 right. years. Okay. And so if we start at 14, then if he gets these diminutions, then now, that gets well, that gets reduced. He right? already he he said. I mean, doing like the math calendar wise, he's already got two in. Right. So that might be really like three in. Okay. You know, so that there's there's so where it right. so we got, So I guess the first thing is he's saying this. If you have, if you go to trial or you plead guilty, your judge is supposed to sentence him. I think you said fifteen to twenty-five years. Those are the sentencing guidelines. That's based on what you're charged right. with, right. Com- compared with, combined with your record, your record. Right. and different factors. Right. You know, there's like a, there's like a permanency of do. damage to the yeah. There's like a chart, yeah. and you get a number and all this. Right. Right. So he's fifteen, twenty-five years. So if he's found guilty of that charge, who knows why the judge gave him fourteen years? You know, mm-hmm. who knows? That, that's really up to the judge and the state's attorney and whether the strengths and weakness of the case. That's an but odd number, though, isn't it? It is a weird number. Like, why would it they say, why not just say 15? It uh, is a weird 14, number. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah. so I guess, what did he serve on that, on that Well, so we'll years? talk about it. I think um, Bates talks about it. So if Bates is good at talking about that. So, yeah. But he has plenty of experience. No offense to Ms. Mosby. She couldn't talk about right. he's, yeah. he's been in the trenches. This is above about, her. Right. right. She couldn't have talked no, that right. smoothly about and, it. And I mean, he just it just comes out naturally. And it's structured. It's like, this happens, and this happens, this rule applies, and then that occurs. I, we haven't heard this. Well, so it's, I, I it's like, also interesting. Yeah, it's good. it's also good. interesting that he's not part of this, right? Because right. It, it, seems not, that, right. it seems that if he's point. part of it, then he's not as willing to answer it 
in such a way. Like, right. So there's he's a, not there's part a, of it There's a defensiveness, right. I think, that comes yeah. through. If he, he can criticize it. it. He can criticize right. it if he wants right. because well, we it's say not that, his office. We say that in court. If I have a guy and he had a conviction eight years ago, I say, Judge, I didn't represent him in that case, but this is what the charge was and this is what – we do that. Yeah. Yeah, we do that. Right. Okay. It's easy for him to yeah. – Right. So let's – he's going to finish this up. Which meant that he would be incarcerated for 14 years. However, in the state of Maryland, you can earn what's called diminution credits. We get almost 30 days of good time for almost every day, I mean, for every month that you're in, in custody and you're not messing up. So he had what's called diminution credits. Do you Therefore, need me to replay that? That seems to me That's, off. He said you he get 30 days a month day? off. That'd be free. You wouldn't do any time. Day for day? <laughs> Let's see what he said. I think Let, you get like back. 10 days off. Here, here it is again. Yeah. But is that parole? Of good time. Here it is again. That he would be incarcerated for 14 years. However, in the state of Maryland, you can earn what's called diminution credits. We get almost 30 days of good time for almost every day, I mean, for every month that you're in, in custody and you're not messing up. So he had what's called diminution credits. Therefore, he didn't need to be paroled. He did a little less than two-thirds of his sentence, and that's what the law allows. So when you look at it, it was more or less the systematic, to me, failure in terms of what happened, because when you look at this, the plea bargain was a little bit below guidelines, but it was a different administration. I don't know all the issues within the particular case. You can maybe have a victim who doesn't want to testify. It's very difficult when you do sex offense cases because you may or may not have the DNA. There are a number of different issues. I wasn't a prosecutor, so we don't have that information. But what we do have is that there was the offer of 30 years to spend all but 14. We even know that the judge who handled the case was a little reluctant in terms of accepting that plea bargain. Um, hindsight, like they say, is always 2020. I think now that we see how diminution credits work and how an individual that, yes, had a prior conviction for, I believe, a robbery and assault uh, convictions as well, that, you know, at the end of the day, I think <clears throat> the prosecutor who handled the case <clears throat> would say, we had a dangerous individual off the streets for a few years. Yes, um, but we also now need to look at, in terms of the system that allows for the diminution credits of an individual with his background as well as with those charges. So that's why I say the system. Ultimately, credit. it was a judge who authorized his release. Well, it was no. the state's attorney's office that made the offer, and the court accepted that offer. Mm -hmm. So it was everyone involved. Um, and can I? So, so, so this is where this is where it gets a little crazy, right? Because everyone's looking to see who to blame for this. Right. So it's, here's it's the thing. Blame game. I still think Here, you got to blame. Here's the thing that concerns me. He he's saying like, there's stuff he's saying that we kind of pick up on. So he said the judge was reluctant to take it, but then he says he doesn't know the facts or circumstances surrounding the, what the plea was. I don't know how you could know that. I, I'd imagine. Know. I'm sure they. I bet yeah. when they when this case came out, they probably went and you go to the court reporter's office and they have all the audio and the video. You yeah. can listen to it. They probably listened to the sentence. It probably yeah. took 15 minutes. Right. You know, for this. But but every every person charged, unless you have a mandatory, you're eligible for parole, and I guess the parole is diminution credits. I mean, but he did say that the person did almost two thirds of a sentence, mm -hmm. you know, before he was released. Right. So, I so mean, two thirds of fourteen is about nine. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So about, and then he had two coming in, so it comes down to seven. So, but right, it's, it was, so he sat in jail for two years before he went to court. Yeah. Right. So it's seven. So, so it's seven. 
He did. He did. I mean, at did, the day but, of sentencing, he did an additional seven, yeah, in according addition, to what Bates has told us. But he did say, like, you, you know, you know, and it's, it's going to happen, Mr. Bates, it's under his office. It's just going to yeah. happen. It happens everywhere. There's going to be somebody that gets a, a sentence that doesn't right. sound right, right, and then he's going to do something, you right. know, criminal. That happens all the time, unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, the sentencing guidelines were 15 years. I mean, who knows why it was 14 years? But. We don't know anything about we, he doesn't know anything about the case except you know what he what, he, what the basics. So what what is what do you, I don't what, think that's a who knows right. about the case. So what do you guys like a, when, when you hear when you hear the mayor say this guy never should have been let out? I mean, I don't it's, like it just, it. just doesn't. It doesn't work like that way. The, doesn't the, all the it finger pointing? I don't like all the finger pointing. It just right. doesn't work that way. Yeah, I don't. He, like, right, he's the mayor. Never, like never, never takes accountability. That's why. That's my major flaw with yeah. him. He never takes but, accountability. But unless you're in jail without the possibility of parole or mm-hmm. de- right, you're all. I mean, if you if you live out the sentence and you behave, you're going to get out. Yeah, you're right? going to get out. You're going to get out. And that's the thing. It's like like the other guy who did nine years in one month on ten years. He was a bad guy in jail. Fighting or whatever, right? This guy, he obviously wasn't. But th- but they said something too about like he applied for parole, he didn't get parole. That's right. He and then he appealed parole. it. I mean, I mean, I, I mean. But so but after they you get, get many credits. But after you get the credits, though, they they gotta let you out, right? And, uh, yeah, assuming that you're behaving. You be you get what's called a mandatory release date. Gotcha. But we're not experts. This, this is in the weed stuff. Yeah. I don't. Maybe Jamie Johnson would know this stuff. He says or, he knows uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Maybe Rob Cole but if or you Rob had, Johnson. But if you were, if you were, if you were a prosecutor, prosecuting, you know, a, a case like this, right? I mean, you, you as a, as, a, as a prosecutor, you want as I think is what Bates said. You want him in jail no matter what. Yeah. Or her in jail, yeah. right? Rob, here's another thing. Um, on our side of it and the lawyer side that people probably don't realize. But um, we know people that prosecute sex offenses. Mm-hmm. Usually it's not a long-lasting position. It's mm-hmm. it's grueling. Yeah, it's the man. Because you're dealing, with, you're dealing with a very emotional issue mm-hmm. and you're going to have um, an extended group. It's not just the victim like, oh, we, uh, your car got stolen. You're going to get families involved and you know supporters involved yeah. and things like that. It's not something... And, Look, I've I've met people that want to do it, but it's one of those things that really Once can you take, get in take there, it out it's of hard. it. You're dealing just with like victims, automobile manslaughter cases. cases. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot involved, and it's very emotionally draining. And think but, about this: let's say you have a case, and and you've dealt with this this family, and you you almost become part of them, and you go in, and somehow the guy gets off. Yeah. It's it would be devastating right. even as a professional. Right, exactly. Because you're, exactly. It's it's That's a weird. It's it's a tough. And it's, it's tough right. It's tough to, to get wins on those cases. Yeah. You know, based on the cases, they're they're challenging cases. So, to John's point. 14 years is better than a not guilty and right. released on the street. Well, that's what Bates says, right? We right, put him yeah. away. Right. We he, put, went, he, he went, went away. He went away a guarantee. Right. right. A guarantee. Rather than risk a, um, an acquittal or, or right. something of that nature, they got a guarantee. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's impossible. A, yeah. You can't go back and criticize the plea. And it's just like, I don't like when now when a judge, you and the state work out a case, and then the judge says, I'm not accepting that, you know? The yeah. judge doesn't know anything about the case except what he or she reads. Right. The state is all or, maybe or offering is us told, a case. Or is told. May, the state may be offering us a deal, the defendant deal, because mm-hmm. they have a weak case. Mm-hmm. And we are accepting it or not accepting it based on the strengths and weakness of it. I, so if I, we can work it out, the judge, sometimes judges now, they say, I'm not, I'm not going to accept that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I what, see what Worsley hell, and, you know? um, and uh, Scott 
as just covering themselves, trying to extend whatever their careers are professionally. I, I get Bates' perspective, but that's probably because we're familiar with it. Right. But the, what they're saying, I mean, I just don't get it. It's always somebody else's fault. Right. I right. just remember Popeye. But, it was Popeye's fault that the guy got shot and because they oh, let yeah, the, the kids come in at twelve thirty in the afternoon. Give me. Seems like we talk about, it. but but it's the same all the time. Thing. But Scott's been there this whole time. He's been there yeah. for fifteen years. He's been there. He was in there that. when the, he was in there. Right. I mean, saying he was the yeah. mayor and all that, the city count, city council. He was there when the guy committed his first crime. He was. Yeah, he was in, Stephanie. He was in office assistant. He was. I mean, she, this has been his life. He's acting like he's just coming right. on the he's scene. Just part, he's been he's part been of the administration part, forever. At some level, he's been involved with this since he graduated <laughs> college. It's I mean, really he's sad. acting like, oh, well, you know, that he, wasn't me. And all this, you know, whatever. All right. He's just so done. I'm so um, done with John, that. John, any, any goodbyes today? <laughs> um, oh, I got one for time. you guys. Okay. I was excited. Listen, Alex, you know who this lady is, but really, you know, I have to mention. Uh-huh. I ran into Marilyn Mosby's divorce lawyer. Oh, boy. Okay, at a gas station. Now, look, there's some interesting things about this, and this is a Raw Justice exclusive. Oh, thank although, you. Although it's available to anybody in the, on the public um, World Wide Web, okay? <laughs> so I, you know, getting back to the office, you know, we got some downtime. I looked up the case, yeah. right? They are set in. The parties are set in. Marilyn Mosby is the moving party, the plaintiff. Mm-hmm. They are set in for an uncontested divorce final hearing mm. on Halloween wow. at 12 noon. So it could be done by Halloween yeah. by November 1st. Th- yeah, mm. well, then they, they get the finding, but then okay. the order follows gotcha. in s- several business days. Okay, so not much but after. Here's, here's what I started thinking. How is this going to impact that federal trial? Right. When, that's right in the same time, I think right? it. I think it might be the same day, <laughs> unless they changed it. They would have to move the divorce. I don't know. What do you? You have to move the divorce. It, but you could do it on the phone by Zoom. I, 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 it, I got there and I was like, wait a minute. Now, unless when it moved to Greenbelt, the date changed or something yeah, like that. I don't think they've announced but that yet. I started thinking about the impact within the context of her criminal hearing. Mm-hmm. I could see the husband being called as a witness. Mm. And I don't think that she can prevent him or he can say, I have an option not to testify if they're not married at the time. Did you get any insight on that uh, Jamaican trip she was running? <laughs> I did ask about that. <laughs> you asked the lawyer I about asked it? if she what was happened? going. I asked if she was going. No, she couldn't because something was going on Lawyer couldn't go? No. But I Marilyn said, didn't have, she didn't I, set it I up? I said to her, I said, yeah. I'd, I'd like to go that on that That was part trip. of her fee. I said, I'd like to go <laughs> yeah, on you'd that You'd be ahead of that trip. I would be. <laughs> waiting to exhale. Here I come. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Stella's going to get her groove back. I mean, you, you know, with you these that's right up your alley, right? You could be the designated driver for right. the entire that's group. Right. Exactly. About, right? Who wants to sit up front? You know, like that's what we got going. No, but it just surprised me, and it looks we. Uh, I don't like to talk. But we talked a little bit, and I think some of the things we've heard are true. Okay, about some other circumstances. And it doesn't sound real great, but I think that the two of them want to move away from each what, other. Um, well, that's okay. So do you know his divorce? Do you know his attorney? Now, here's the thing. He doesn't have one listed okay. in the... Wow. Um, but that doesn't mean somebody's not advising him. Right. But there's none listed on that website. Maybe that it's A. Scott could, Bolden. Everybody could look it up. Everybody. I saw A. Scott Bolden on CNN talking about something. I was like, how could they bring this I guy saw. I didn't see him on CNN. I saw, him on, on like, CNN. I saw him on like one of that one of those weird ones, like HLN or something yeah. for some oh. reason. I, it yeah. was like a, one of those obscure news yeah. stations. Like, I don't uh, know why it was like even on. Cheddar? 
Yeah, it was just like, what it's is like cheddar. Yeah, I was like, what is this new? And he was on there. <laughs> Let's just help. I uh, hope uh, Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift don't go down. This yeah, let, yeah, yeah. So we we All need right. to uh, we, when we do our next uh, podcast, we need to yeah. see if that's still an item. I don't think it will be. You know, or maybe in the media it will be. I don't. Why think, wouldn't it be? Why would I mean, they're having real. fun. They're both. Are they the same age? Real. I don't know. He looks old. He's early thirties. How old is she? She's early 30s, I think. Or he's 30, like really? 31, 32. Yeah, I think that's old. She looks so young. She's been she around so I think he's on the she cusp of his career. Forever, but she's been singing forever. I think he's on the cusp of his career ending, and this is a nice launch for him. Good yeah. for him. Into a new market. Good for him. Which is cool. Them. He's going to yeah, be the next cool. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. That's what he wants. Or the Gronk commercials. Have you been on The yeah. Rock's um, Instagram page? No. He's so cool. The Rock he is, is a cool so guy. cool. He's a cool guy. They have this one on there. He's driving, and there's like, I guess it's in California, one of those big buses, like the sightseeing buses yeah and he it's like all these people in there yeah. and he rolls his window down he's you all seen the rock and they go crazy <laughs> he's not, videoing yeah. it hey, that, and they're all oh my god like he's well, right right next to them he gets it because he's the so stuff. funny yes he gets he gets it because of the rest of stuff yeah, he, yeah. just like bryce he harper was, he was you know yeah he that was it. fun wasn't it with the he, helmet yeah that, that was, was fun. it was fun it was like he yeah. but the, the rock is so cool he seems like a really good dude He's, you know he's he, fun. They, uh, he's great. His, I never his, saw him wrestle um, Hulk Hogan. I heard about that recently. Did you see that? You know, Hulk said that was the biggest match ever. I never really watched him wrestle, yeah, I but I know right. the father and the grandfather kind of thing. But <laughs> getting Alex's uh, Bryce Harper thing, I saw that this morning on ESPN where he threw his helmet in, <laughs> upset. I've never and, seen and that the, before. The, the little boy caught it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I saw that this afternoon. With the boy. I don't know what the circumstances were, but the the, the helmet was then sent into the. Um, Bryce said, I, Bryce sent and, the guys out and said, I'm right. going to sign it. And then he signed it and gave it back to him. Not like a right. like a bat or something, but like the helmet. Yeah, and the kid's wearing the helmet. I I like – I know a lot of people that hate Bryce Harper. But I, I think he's kind of cool. You know what? I, th- I think he's Harper, embraced it. Bryce Harper yeah. plays the game very yeah. hard. Yeah. I think he's been in the spotlight for his whole life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think he, he wants to win. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I can't – I mean – all the other nonsense that goes on in sports, you know. Yeah, I, I, Rob, I, I want to thank you for today's episode, and here's why. Okay, how come? I like this, um, this um, pulling the clips. Yeah, the, yeah, clip the clips thing. were good. But it gave it, it's new to our listeners. Yeah. it's more. Well, of they a were free new to will, us. It's a free willing discussion. That's it's a long that's one, unedited, though. and it's fresh and it's yeah. new. So, for those of you who have heard that for the first time, it's a little bit different from the raw just, justice. <laughs> this is equation, your first time listening but in. It's 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 an evolution of the of the raw justice. Well, we're, we're that's the kind of guys we are. Yeah, right? it's the raw I mean, justice. We stay current. We we evolve. Right. We, we evolve in our in our wardrobe. Right. We, awar- <laughs> we evolve in our yeah. facial hair. That's By the right. way, uh, one of my friends <laughs> listened to the last episode. First time listener too, and, uh. and was and is a member of BCC. Uh-huh. And love the segment about BCC. Oh, really? And tuck his shirt in. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. And he probably he, thinks that himself. He just doesn't want to say it. Right. Right. Um, you know? yeah. Do you, yeah. I wonder, you know, uh, Alex, I know you sent me a picture of Mike Elias one time and he had a Lirendale hat on. He did, yeah. Right? He did. I, I guess it came about a month ago. I wonder I if you have to have your shirt tucked in at Lirendale. Can you I don't figure know. Out, Can you do some I research? Went to, on I went that? to that lawyer, lawyer party yeah. there once. That was, now, that was nice. Now, as another in there, though. Mike Elias. Now, I remember, okay. I remember seeing him at Loyola when Peter was. Oh yeah, I, I remember that too. And I look, you know how I am. Yeah. I wanted to go over and say yeah. something, but I didn't want to blow it for Peter. Yeah. 
You so were, I just you were I, you remember I told you that you were I said I was going to get out of the way. I didn't want to blow anything. Like, hey man, we better not draft <laughs> that guy because this nuts coming with them. Yeah, you know I didn't want to do any of that, so I stayed away. But looking back at it, I kind of regret it. Yeah. I should have maybe gone to the parking lot and like came we'll back. See him again. Yeah. I heard he goes He'll to the AACA us. or whatever. He'll he goes see us to, again. That's what I'm talking about. I saw him about. at the Walgreens once. I think I saw him there on Easter morning. AACA. You mean the one in the uh, – Whatever the one in Timonium. Oh, oh so it, it, it was bought by uh, – yeah. Oh, Coppermine. Coppermine Here's the last question. But he, uh, he, I saw him at the Walgreens right. once. So he moves here, right? Yeah. You're a real estate agent. Yeah. All right. Knowing <laughs> your values and what his values might be, you know, where the ballpark is and yeah. getting to the airport and all that – what area would you, with as a, a younger person, probably with a, he's probably got a couple kids, I don't know. Where would you recommend that he live? Rogers Forge. No, he the needs Forge. Where would you recommend, it doesn't have to be like a big house consideration, but what area do you think is the most acclimated to a guy like that? Not a player, but a guy that's going to be here for a good time period, that's going to have kids and... Like what well, we know where he works. I mean, yeah. you have to you have so, to factor that in. That, I, we said that. Yeah, the drive time and all that. Where would you recommend that he live? I think you got to send him up like uh, on the, the Falls Road. Yeah, area. the eighty three yeah. corridor, John. Yeah. Let you yeah. talk about the eighty three yeah, yeah. corridor. Pass, pass or, or south, like Falls or south, like Savernah Park, whatever. Falls going north down of there. Seminary up to like Padonia. I'd keep him off in ninety seven <laughs> though, Alex. Yeah, I don't know much yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't really like it. That, that's a long drive. Yeah, I, yeah. Or I south think or I think if you can go the back way to get on to eighty three in a straight shot down the ballpark, right. I think that's perfect. And then especially he's close the to night, especially close it's to it's a ten minute ride in the, the private schools. Mm-hmm. And like, look, he's going to be making a lot of money. Kent Pierce is right over there in Towson, wealth management. <laughs> okay, can we wrap it up. Yeah. I got to right. go to Costco. I get my medicines over there. <laughs> Did, um, how about your puffer? Is that did you? I might get one. I'll see what they have over there. But this was different than okay. most times. I hope everybody enjoyed it. That was really unique. That took a different direction. Are we still on? <laughs> okay. Oh man, that was wild. Actually, I got set up with that. Great video. I got to run to this game. I got to. I do have to get a puffer. Like medicine.